Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. For anyone who has ever toyed with the idea of taking on a franchise, this is a must-listen episode of Tell Your Boss I Quit. Pete's guest is Harris Gubin. Harris has helped people determine if being the boss is the path for them. So Pete, please tell us more about Harris. Sure, absolutely. And hi, Harris. I, I have to tell you, I have really been excited about having you on for our podcast from the first time I met you. And I think our, our processes and our way of running business is, is really well aligned. I'm so excited to share uh, your story with our listeners. And uh, But before we, we really get into the whole process of franchising and, and how you uh, you know, how you shepherd that process along. Just tell us a little bit about your story. I like to open up, just tell us how what how you got here and a little bit of your background. Sure. Yeah, Pete, it's great to be here. So my background uh, took a very curvy path to uh, get here. But in short, I came from a family business that my mother started, uh, that my father uh, later joined. And that was in the events industry. And I helped them grow the business that has given me a unique perspective on what it means to start something from scratch, as opposed to in franchising where you get the playbook, right? That recipe for success. And so after working with my parents, the, the economy kind of forced me to make a decision. So in 0809, when we had really been uh, running on you know eight cylinders and doing really well, the economy crashed. So I was going to be eating uh, popcorn for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and had to reinvent myself. (laughs) So through a series of different trials and errors, didn't really land up where I needed to be. And uh, that put me in transition a couple of times. And to shorten the story even further, I landed up in the nonprofit world, which was a really great fit for me. I had been volunteering my time as a live auctioneer helping nonprofits on the weekends at their gala events raise funds, you know, more money than they could do on their own. And so once I took that role in the nonprofit world, I said, oh my gosh, how am I going to further support my family now that I'm not in a for-profit business model uh, in terms of commission and so forth? So when you speak to the universe, it listens to you. And (laughs) I was reconnected with a gentleman who I knew in my past who was a franchise coach. And he took me under his wing, mentored me. And uh, 10 years later, here I am. So that was my path to uh, becoming a franchise coach. But the transition piece, I think, coupled with the work that I did with my parents has given me a unique perspective when speaking with clients, because many of them are going through that transition experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, you, you, we talk about, you know, tell your boss I quit. And we talk about making that transition, whether it's leaving work or moving on to the next, the next chapter. And so you're guiding people in that. 
but you've been through it. You know, you've been through it, not just, right. uh, you know, with the experience uh, from your mentor on how to help people with that, but you've been through it. So that's really remarkable. And the other thing I, I pick up from that is your network. You, you had a mentor who helped bring you along and that's so important. I've got to imagine in transitioning is when you do make a shift, it's good to know. Uh, and I, I work with people who are making a transition. And if they think franchising might be a direction they want to head, headed toward, I've got someone like you in, in my network. And having that kind of uh, you know, ability to speak with, and, and uh, that's got to be so important when you're going through any kind of transition. So that's, that's, that's really remarkable to hear. And I think, you know, I was looking at your website and you said it several times in your story about transitions. And I've mm-hmm. got to think that's really a big part of making a decision or looking or exploring into franchising. So what are the circumstances or what are the elements of franchising uh, that make it such a great opportunity for someone who is going through that process and, and looking for something different? So my philosophy on all of this is it's all about exploration. So I think of that piece is what makes it such a great opportunity to explore, right? So when somebody's open to their options and they see the world at this moment in time as their oyster or a blank canvas, this is a great time to explore. Because I always share with clients, look at this as a big exercise in learning about different businesses and seeing whether or not this is going to make sense for me and my family. Yeah, that's that's really it's it's it, I hadn't thought of it that way. I guess really, you know, it's it's not just looking for a franchise, but even find figuring out if that's the right fit for you to to do it all and and what the opportunity is there. So and there's just so many so many ways to go. And and I know uh, we talk about in, in Tell Your Boss I Quit and on the podcast a lot, we talk about purpose. We talk, mm-hmm. you know, many people come in and say, hey, here's my investments. How should I invest? And we say, well, what's the purpose? What's the point that you're trying to, you know, fulfill with that? And so there isn't a black box or just a little questionnaire, a rule of thumb that we, you know, say, this is what you ought to do. We really try to get to understand a person in, in their unique way. And I think, you know, from my conversation with you, you do a lot of that in a very similar way and getting to know what you just shared there a little bit. But, you know, you spend a lot of time getting to know a person, what their special skills are. Just walk us through that a little bit. Uh, Tell us how you do that with a a person coming in and looking for a potential franchise. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, My first question for clients to get them thinking prior to us speaking is if you could write your perfect work-life balance in at this next juncture, this next chapter of your life, what would that look like? Or in other words, if you could write your perfect movie script <laughs> of how you were going to star in that movie at this point in your life, what would that look like? So that really gets them thinking about, okay, I want a more flexible lifestyle, right? I've worked 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, right? Nonstop where I'm always on call. What what are the other elements to this next chapter am I looking for? And so through that process, we have a intake process, which is an assessment and it shares with clients not if they'd be good franchisees, 
but what they'll have a bend towards or a, or a propensity towards when they're thinking about franchising. They'll fill out a worksheet. And then once that intake process is, is complete, we have a deep dive conversation. And that is really understanding where are they now? Where do they want to be? What do they prefer? How can they parlay their skill set into a new business? And then really aligning them with concepts that are in alignment with everything that they shared with me, and then walking them through that process of exploration and really trying to understand, hey, which concept is right for me and is franchising right for me at all? Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, you said propensity. What are, what are some of those skills or what are those things that you pull out of a person that, that leads them in that path? So in the assessment, it breaks you up into quadrants, similar to, let's say, a DISC assessment, which many of my clients who are professionals have taken in the past. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. those quadrants will share with me and my client which kind of direction to go into. So for example, there's a, a quadrant called Achiever. And in that quadrant, those people are driven by making money. So it's not so much what the concept is about, even though they have to appreciate the concept or the service or the product that they're going into, but they want to know that they can make money in that concept, okay, or in mm -hmm. that space versus a societal which I'm part societal and achiever, a societal is somebody who really wants a concept, a franchise that's going to help others. So think senior care or yeah. uh, uh, after-school enrichment programs for children where they can help children grow, whether that's STEM or math or tutoring or what have you. And so those people, it's not that they don't want to make money, but the important thing is, is this contributing to you know uh, the greater good and hey, can I get to the uh, you know the numbers and income that I want to get to in my business model? Okay, so Does a that lot makes about sense. The, that makes absolute sense. I was just going to say uh, we talk about you know having life fulfillment. So you you walk away from your job, and uh, you know I say people have to have enough to be able to retire, and but then they have to have you know have you had enough, and maybe you still want to keep going at it at whatever your your primary profession is. Uh, but then maybe you want to move on to something else, but you're seeking fulfillment. I think that's I think that's what I'm hearing you hearing you say there. Yeah, and you know, fulfillment to everybody means something different. I always felt that uh, that word fulfillment meant you know I want a, a deeper, richer, uh, meaningful experience in this next chapter. But that isn't necessarily so. Fulfillment could be hey. I want to work less hours and I want a more flexible lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Fulfillment could mean I want to make, I have enough money saved, but I don't want to tap into that money saved and I've got enough gas left in the tank. So I just want the uh, business to be cash flow positive and be able to pay for all of my bills. So it gives me the ability to travel or do these other, you know, recreational, even, even philanthropic, which I hear a lot from executives, philanthropic endeavors, right? Um, one thing we didn't touch upon is most of my clients are 50 to 60. Okay. So they have, uh, there's a, there's a common thread with this particular group. And um, one of those pieces is more philanthropic endeavors in some form or fashion. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that so they're they're you know, if they're at that age, they've they've had a fulfill a good career and they're really just looking to, you know, make an adjustment or a change. I guess sometimes that could be forced upon them under some circumstances, but yes, you know, in other ways, perhaps they're just ready to move on, but they're they're not ready to, you know, hang up the cleats entirely either. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, I, I know on your LinkedIn profile, you say you help people navigate over 3,800 franchises without getting lost, which just, first of all, kind of blew my mind that there's 3,800 concepts out there. It's unbelievable. And you just, yeah, you just rattled off a few things. And I thought, why? I, I hadn't even thought of some of those business models. Uh, how long, you know, so it sounds to me like the person is getting an understanding of what would work for them, not from the specific business model, but more from a concept or like you said, do they want to make a lot of money and it can generate a lot of cash flow or is it more fulfillment? Um, you know, how long does it typically take? And, uh, you know, what are the most important elements to consider when someone chooses a franchise? So on average, the time from where we find a concept that really is an alignment with what somebody wants to do, they can envision themselves in this business model. It's about three to four months. I've had some clients do it sooner. I've had plenty of clients take longer, but on average about three to four months to uh, then say, all right, hey, I wanna move forward with this and sign the franchise agreement. In terms of 3,800 concepts out there, there's a lot of good concepts, as you can imagine. There's a lot of terrible concepts, right? Mm. So we look for four characteristics to figure out, all right, under our umbrella, which concepts do we want to share with our clients that are going to validate well, meaning they're going to hear good things. The concepts all have a good recipe for success. My client's trying to figure out, do I like that recipe for me and my family? And those four things that we look for are typically longevity, right? Not every concept has been around forever. You got to keep it fresh. There's some great concepts that come out every day that are worthy of exploration, but longevity is important. Um, companies that are well-known in their space, everybody thinks about McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and Subway, mm -hmm. but there's so many more organizations out there that are not food related. Companies that have good ROI. So what does that mean? Well, most of my clients, again, 50 to 60, They've achieved six-figure salaries. They want to know that at some point they can get back to that number, okay? okay. So mm -hmm. these concepts will validate that way, meaning validation is when they'll have an opportunity to speak to other franchisees already in the system to say, hey, you know, how long was that runway till you were able to start pulling out a salary? And have you been able to hit that six-figure salary? And how long did it take you to hit that six-figure salary? And then finally, companies that are reputable to work with. And then okay. you asked me something else in terms of elements, but I didn't answer that piece for you. What was that? So I said the uh, yeah. What are the elements to just to consider? Uh, you know, with with a franchise, I think you you kind of hit it. But we have about 150 concepts out of that 3,800, mm -hmm. right? So they're all good for somebody, right? The question right. is, is it good for me, the client who's who's exploring? So I coach people through a very methodical process, so they can get enough information and the right information to make a well-informed decision. And that well-informed decision could look like yay or nay. So what they're looking for are 
everybody's different, but they're asking the franchisor and the franchisees questions that are going to make sense for them. So, for example, you know, what's the support like before I open my doors? What's the support like when I open my doors? What's the support look like as I continue to be a franchisee, right? Mm -hmm. What's the marketing like? Do I have to, do I have a game plan? You know, how much of the marketing is done for me? right? Versus what I have to do. In terms of business development, am I going to have to do a lot of networking? Am I going to have to do networking that's going to complement the marketing that the franchisor is going to be doing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it going to be in my home? Is it going to be a small office? Am I going to have retail? So these are all of the elements that people are considering as they're looking at franchising. And what happens during the deeper dive conversation is we're able to distill all of that down. And so then I can present them with concepts that are in alignment with all of these things. And then I help them through that process from the beginning all the way through exploration until they get to the decision-making process, which again could be, hey, Harris, this is great, or this is okay. What does round two look like or round three to keep that process going till we find something? Okay. And I'm sure part of that discovery that you go through with them, and then you're guiding them with those questions. I mean, those are really Correct. smart pieces of information to gather, but you, you're helping them. You know, this would be a good question to know the answer to, and this is how you go get that information. Right. And we give a lot of supporting documentation to help them through that exploration. And my whole role for them is I'm the sounding board. I'm the guide. I'm there to challenge assumptions and perceptions and to make them think differently about, you know, the information that they're receiving. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I was I was impressed on your website where you have testimonials and and no surprise, they were all wonderful things to say. And and people had been successfully placed in a franchise. But some people said I worked you know, with Harris. And uh, it just turned out that for me, franchising wasn't the right thing to do. You know, you, so you're not yes. just, Hey, let me, let me get into something. Your, your agenda is to make sure they're going to be a, a good fit and it's good. And it's the right thing. I was really impressed with that. Thank you. You know, when I first started doing this, um, uh, when I first uh, was mentored by uh, Dan, who was, who's my mentor, I quickly realized that there's in this franchising world, there's consultants and brokers, okay? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. they're trying to do is throw enough stuff up against the wall and something eventually will stick. And our approach was to come at it from a pure coaching angle, just like many of my clients who have career and transition coaches that they're mm-hmm. working with. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to help them figure out what's the next path. We take that same approach. So, in fact, many of my referral relationships come from career and transition coaches because we're so in alignment with our philosophies Mm. as opposed to somebody who's just a, a broker or a consultant who's just trying to throw out as much information to somebody as possible. Yeah. As I was listening to tell you, you know, how your process works, I can imagine we find the same thing. Someone will come in and, and they've heard about a certain investment opportunity that just isn't right for their situation. I'm sure people have to come in. I, this is the All franchise the for me. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> All the time. I just had a conversation with a woman who said, I found a ice cream franchise 
And I said, I'm happy to talk to you about that franchise. And I could tell you why uh, ice cream is going to be a challenge, you know, Mm -hmm. and it might be the right fit for her, but at least let me play devil's advocate before you make an investment of time and money and blood, sweat and tears. And then, you know, where does that leave you? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all about finding the right fit. Yeah. And so many people rush into things that they found online. I mean, if you Google franchising, you get 400 million results and everybody's an award winner, right? Everyone's a number one this and a top five that. And it's like, how do you distill it all down and understand, is this the right fit for me? And that's the biggest challenge for people. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I can imagine it's information overload, and totally. that's why you need it. Yeah, that's why you need a, a coach to get you through it all. And very similar to your business, right? Mm-hmm. There's yep. plenty of financial planners out there, and it's understanding who's going to take the time to find out what's the right path for me and my family. And yep. uh, it's funny how there's a lot of overlap between what you and I do. Yeah, no, very much so. Absolutely. You you uh, you alluded to several times about the age of the person considering franchise, and you actually, I think I think I found it on your site an article about how baby boomers are going into franchising, and I think now at the the, the bulk of of baby boomers are probably around sixty five, and is that a trend that you're seeing that people are continuing to work and uh, you know maybe at full we'll call it full retirement age sixty five and then venturing into franchising? Are you seeing that trend? Yeah, absolutely. You know, at at that, you know, this cohort who's around, you know, that 50 to 65, you know, they've worked in corporate for 30 years. And whether they're in transition or daydreaming about it, they've gotten to a point (laughs) (laughs) where they're feeling undervalued. You know, they're just Mm. a number. They're kind of just a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. And they're tired of the corporate politics. Um, you know, the average length of a job now is four and a half years. There's a ton of just corporate transition in general, whether that's mergers and acquisitions or downsizing. And so people want a better life for themselves. So I see people go into business for two, two reasons, um, in terms of decision-making, they believe in themselves and they want a better life for themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. In order for somebody to actually go into business, I see something happen all the time over and over again. And three things need to happen, which is it has to be the right time in someone's life for them and their family. Okay. Mm -hmm. It has to be the right concept for them and their family. And it has to be the right investment level. So it works like a perfect triangle. And if Mm -hmm. you're missing one of those edges, triangle falls apart. And that's the same way with exploration. Those three things have to come together. And then once they do, the person has to believe in themselves and want that better life for themselves to push them forward. Because listen, business ownership is not an easy thing, you know, and you can be wildly successful, but there's a lift in the beginning and um, people have to be aware of that. And you know, not everybody's cut out for business ownership. So that's part of the conversation that we have in this process because it's uh, important to consider those factors. Sure. Well, there's that, that word conversation again. We, that's what we always say. It starts with a conversation and that leads to a lifetime of deepening relationships. And 
seeking, asking questions and seeking answers. So how does, how does say aspiring uh, fr- future franchisee uh, start a conversation with you? So two ways. It's really easy. You can look me up on LinkedIn, Harris Gubin. I'm the only Harris Gubin on LinkedIn. So thank you to my parents for that <laughs> wonderful, unique name. And uh, franchisecoachonline.com is the other way people can find me. So franchisecoachonline.com, just type it in and I'll pop up. All right. Well, that's great, Harris. And uh, thanks for, for sharing that information. And, and I would highly encourage anyone who's looking as, as that as a, a potential next step. And if you're ready to tell your boss, I quit and think maybe franchising is right for you, have a conversation with Harris first, for sure. And uh, again, you can reach us, Good Financial Services. We're at goodfinancial.com. And uh, tell your boss I quit book.com is where you can find uh, our publication. And Patrice, I'm going to kick it over to you and uh, have you sort of sign us out. And thanks again, Harris, for, for joining us. And we'll catch you on the next time, everyone. Great discussion, gentlemen. Great discussion. Harris Gubin can help you decide if striking out on your own is the right thing at the right time. Thanks, Harris, again. Follow this podcast to get the latest insight from your host, Pete Gutekunst, as he says, the author of Tell Your Boss I Quit, and make sure to share with friends and colleagues. There's always news to share. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services, is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. 